conference with PD Coalition for Darlington County. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And because we're having the COVID-19 and the pandemic has kind of put things in array for us, we're trying to use different methods to spread awareness about domestic violence. So this is our first podcast. So thank you for joining us. I have been doing this job now for 13 years. And I wanted to talk to you about domestic violence. It's one of those topics a lot of people don't like to talk about. For me, it was a job and I was doing my job well, but then something happened. A personal friend of mine became a victim of domestic violence. Not only did she become a victim, but she was also murdered by her boyfriend. It was at that time when this mission really became personal for me. So it was not just the persons that I meet randomly that comes in for assistance, but now it's people who I know that have been personally affected by it. Since that individual passed, and I've had other personal people in my life um, come to me talking, giving information, sharing their story about how they have been victims of domestic violence. It's one of those topics when, you know, some people think it would never happen to me. But believe it or not, it does. If it's not you directly, it might be someone that you know that indirectly affects you. It's a serious topic. We want to give you some information about domestic violence and when it comes to statistics about how it affects us as South Carolinians. (laughs) And not only that, but we also want to talk about some things that you can do um, to help yourself, to help others. We also want to give you some information about why victims stay. A lot of people don't understand how you can stay in a violent relationship, but there are many reasons. So sit back, get you something to drink, and let's have a talk. Let's first start out by talking about some statistics. So, hello, my name is Charlotte Gaddy, and uh, I'm also part of the Darlington team as the volunteer coordinator and victim advocate. And just to go over some statistics, in the U.S., an average of 20 people are physically abused by intimate partners every minute. One in three women have been physically abused by an intimate partner. One in five women have been severely, severely physically abused by an intimate partner. One in three female murder victims are killed by intimate partners. And children who witness violence in the home will very likely repeat the cycle, becoming the next generation of abusers. The presence of gun in a domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide by 500%. Last year in South Carolina, there was 41 murders that were a result of domestic violence. 31 of those were men, or excuse me, 31 of those were women, and 11 were men. Um, We have ranked 10th in the nation since 1996. We did drop down to the 11th position So we're moving in the right direction, but we've got a long way to go. I think everyone that works in this type of uh, environment has had some kind of experience on their own as to why they feel passionate about doing the work that we're doing. And uh, I also had a friend that was murdered by her boyfriend. That's been some years ago. But there's been several instances in my life where I've personally been um, in the middle of a domestic violence situation with friends and family so it does affect everyone around us and there's more than likely somebody that you know that's been affected 
And if you haven't, and you want to uh, help those others, you might say, well, how can I help? Right now, our volunteering is kind of limited with COVID, but there's other ways that you can um, help. You can make a tax-deductible donation. You can volunteer your time or professional services online by just spreading the word in your social media. You can donate the following products. We have a, a transitional shelter and we have an emergency shelter. And those shelters are needing cleaning products, laundry products, paper products, non-perishable food, kitchen supplies, trash bags, bath towels, toiletry items, and single bed sheets. There's uh, Our emergency shelters are staffed 24 hours a day with people who understand the confusion and pain and shame as well as love that trap partners in a cycle of violence feel. They are people who know how to listen without judging and how to offer practical help. They don't promise solutions, but they give victims the space and support to see new options. So we need to keep providing support to our shelters. And if you can provide any support to PD Coalition, it is greatly appreciated. Hello, my name is Sierra Moore, and I'm the victim advocate for the city of Darlington. Um, I wanted to also um, kind of talk about how I got involved in the whole domestic violence um, environment. Um, as I was growing up, I was around it um, a lot. Um, personally, I've had a couple of domestic violence relationships, so it's kind of heavy on my heart. Um, in being in this field, I have noticed a lot of people question um, why victims stay. Um, they think that if it's this bad they should just leave um, why don't they just go ahead and get out so I wanted to talk a little bit about why victims stay um, one of the biggest reasons is damage to their self-worth so they believe that I have put up with this for so long you know nobody's gonna want to deal with me now because I am tainted goods I'm damaged um, no one's gonna want to put up with these issues that I have and that comes from a lot of control um, being beaten down physically and mentally by their abuser so it just kind of weighs on them also, also they have fear um, if you leave me I'm gonna take the kids and I'm gonna harm the kids if you leave me I will murder your family if you leave me I'll take the dog and I will harm the dog um, and those play a big part into why someone stays because they don't want to not only affect them or affect their family also they believe that they can save them you know, maybe if I just stick it out, um, I could change the way he's thinking, or she. I can change his ways or her ways. I can sit here and be the one person that makes them different. Um, and also, financial restraints. Um, if you have no income besides the abuser's income, it's going to be a lot more difficult for a victim to leave. They may not have nowhere to go, which is also why we offer shelter for women's that are going through the domestic violence situation, we can help them get away at no cost to them. And also, isolation. Whenever you become in a domestic violence relationship, they will try to get you away from your family, your friends, um, any kind of loved ones that you have because they want you to feel like you have nobody but them. So whenever you finally get the courage to leave, they will make it feel like you have nowhere to go. Um, and also, um, the biggest one is distorted thoughts. Um, a victim may feel ashamed or they may feel embarrassed 
Um, they may feel like, you know, no one's going to understand what I'm going through. So I should just stay here and, you know, stick it out. Women have been sticking it out for years, so why can't I just stick it out? Um, but that's the biggest reasons that I can come up with. And now I think Ms. Dolores is going to talk for a little bit. <clears throat> Domestic violence, this has, just like uh, with Pamela said uh, a little bit ago, as well as Charlotte, as well as Sierra, we, this month is very near and dear to my heart. It's near and dear to my heart because in December of 2009, I lost my oldest sister. Um, my oldest sister was uh, murdered by her ex-boyfriend. And his words to her was, if I, you know, if I can't have you, nobody can. So when somebody says to you, you have to take that very serious. I want to speak on today a little, and I also want to add this. He is serving a life sentence. He will never be able to um, get out of prison. He will never, he, he will never be able to um, get out on parole. He will never be able to be early released any of that. So he, he has to spend the rest of his life in prison. So domestic violence is, is near and dear to my heart. And it's near and dear to my heart because, because of that. And because of some of the other things that I have seen, not just in my family, but in the lives of the people that I love, um, the situations that they have, that they have been in, um, the relationships, um, the toxicness of the relationships and how they feel like sometimes as Sierra mentioned that there's no end you know nobody's gonna love me nobody's gonna care for me nobody's going to um, be there for me um, nobody is going to uh, love me like they love me you know life is over you know this is um, my kids uh, father this is my kid's mother and all you know all of these different things that comes along with relationships today i want to focus on is self-care what is self-care a lot of times as the as the trauma counselor i come across so many women that you know they they tell me oh you know i'm fine i'm great you know everything is better you know he's gone you know um yeah he may still call me he may still this he may still that but really let's focus on self-care what is what exactly is self-care there's no single definition of self-care but it is often described as performing a series of actions to improve your physical, your mental, and your emotional well-being. That's a lot. And when you think about self-care, a lot of times people don't think about that. They don't think about their physical, their emotional, their mental well-being. They don't think about that. They don't think about, um, you know, they look at a lot of times as women, we can look at ourselves in the mirror and we could say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fat. I'm this, I'm that. My hair is too short. My hair is too long or, or my hair is too thin or in, it could be any of those things. 
But when when you really think about the word self-care and when you really think about the physical and the mental aspect and the emotional aspect, we're talking about some scars that we don't see. You know, um, I tell women all the time, I tell women all the time, you know, the black eye, it'll it'll heal. The 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 bruises, it'll heal. The the scratches, the you know, where he tried to strangle me, it'll heal. But what about those things that don't heal? Those things, those are the things that we have to take care of. Those are the things that we have to really um, see after. We have to make sure that not only that the outside heals, but the inside heals. And, and when we make sure that the inside heals as well as the outside, then we can become a whole person again. You know, we can feel good about ourselves. We can go out and we can get, we, if, if that person, I've worked with so many women who, who have just raised their children, they've stayed at home and they have not, they have not worked. And so, and they feel a sense of helplessness. They feel so helpless because they feel like I I just can't, what is it for me to do? And the one thing I keep telling them is, listen, what do you like? What is it that you want? What is it that you think you want? What is it that you think you want to do? What is it, you know? And so I have to go through these little different little things with them because to help them kind of find themselves. And it's, 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 it's baffling. You know, it's like, oh, you need to find yourself? Yeah, you need to find yourself. You need to find what what you what you want, what you want to do. You know, because I've I come across women who have been in they've been married for many, many years. And it, it could be twenty years, it could be thirty, it could be even forty years, or even fifty years with the same person that they have endured out of those fifty years, maybe forty of those fifty years they have endured um, some type of emotional or physical or mental abuse. And so self-care is so, I, you know, I just can't drive it enough. Self-care is so important. What is self-care? Self-care is, is not just taking care of yourself, but it's taking care of your well-being too. It is about being able to, you know, a lot of people will, will tell me, you know, sometimes when I talk about it, when I talk about the abuse or when I talk about what had happened, then I, I find myself, you know, I get angry. But you know what? You need to deal with those feelings of anger. You need to deal with those, those all of those emotions. I tell women all the time that you're going to go through an array of emotions. You're going to be sad. And, and excuse my language, you're going to be mad as hell. And then you're going to be uh, more than mad as hell. You're going to be pissed off. And then you're going to be, you're going to be depressed because it's like, oh, this person is no longer with me. They're no longer here. And then it's like all of these different emotions. And those emotions, if not dealt with carefully, you will find yourself in another relationship going through the very same thing. You will find yourself holding up walls. You will find yourself, your mind goes, travels back to that, to that other relationship or to previous relationships. 
I don't want this to happen. Or we get that stance of this is never going to happen to me again. I'm never going to date. I'm never going to. And you know, I I don't want to break your heart, but it's, it's not realistic. It's not realistic for you, for a person to say or for us to say, I'm just going to be by myself. You know, that's perfect in a perfect world, but that's not what happens. So you have to prepare yourself to be able to move forward, not move on or, or get over, but you have to prepare yourself to move forward. Even if, even if right now you're just in that heal, that process of healing and no, and, and, and I will say this also, uh, as far as self-care, there is not a time limit, you know, now sometimes it can be very quick. I've seen people go from one relationship to the next and then it falls apart and then they're wondering why did it fall apart? It, it fell apart because you failed to take care of yourself. It it fell apart because you failed to recognize some of the things that that you were feeling, some things that you were going through, you failed to realize those things. And so now it's like having to start all over again. And you know, the service that we provide here at PD Coalition, it's a free service. The counseling services are free. I have friends, um, I have friends who are licensed um, therapists and, and they have their own private practices. And one hour with them is $150. So the, 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 uh, the information, the wealth of knowledge, the wisdom that is coming across to you is free. And so it's, it, you know, it kind of baffles me a lot because I, I'm like, you know, this is a free service and there's not now, don't get me wrong. I don't want people knocking down the door to come see me, but if you know that there is some kind of issue that you're dealing with, if you know that it's something that's keeping you from being able to move forward, you know, and we're still talking about self-care, something that keeps you from being able to move forward, then, you know, you need to reach out to us. You need to, you know, talk to uh, Charlotte. You need to talk to Pamela. You need to talk to Sierra so that you can be able to, um, get the necessary services that you need. And not everybody comes here needs an order of protection. And, and, and I, I, I said this before, it is not my job to tell you to stay or to leave. I'm going to say it again. It is not my job to tell you to stay or to leave. My job is to help you wherever you are. If you want to stay, then okay, let me, let's talk about how to stay safe. Let's talk about the things that you can do. But there's some warnings with that. Because if you choose to stay, then this is what's going to happen. You're going to change, but he may not change. Or you're going to change and she's not going to change. And so that's going to be, that's the eye opener for a lot of the uh, of the women that come to see me is that they realize, and I've had some men too, so I don't want to just single out just the women, but I've had some men too. And they realize that, Hey, this is not working. They, they are stuck. They, they, they need counseling. Can you, can you talk to them? 
And it is so unfortunate that, you know, if a victim is coming to see me and if the husband or boyfriend or whomever, the fiance is, is the alleged perpetrator, then I can't see them. You know, it's, you know, and I can give you some things, but, you know, I just can't, I can't talk to the perpetrator. I can't talk to the abuser, the one that, that was charged with the abuse. I can't talk to, I can't talk to him or her because there have been situations where it has been a her. But self-care is so important. And self-care is not, you know, now that we're in this pandemic, we've been in this pandemic with since March. And uh, a lot of women, you know, our outlets is going to get our hair done, going to get our nails done, going to get a pedicure, going out to eat with girlfriends, going off for the weekend, you know, doing various things that, that, that gives us, that gives us that outlet. Well, now that we're in a pandemic, it's a little different. But guess what? There are there are things that you can still do. What about you going for a walk 15 to 30 minutes every day? Or if it's not every day, then maybe once a week. Start out small. It doesn't have to be something huge. What about what about doing making a list of things that you want to do, things that you want to accomplish? You know, now is the, you know, a lot of people are going back to school. People are taking classes online and doing all sorts of things. And, I mean, how come you can't do it? Don't say, you know, there are a lot of funding sources out there as far as school is concerned. You could go back to school. If you don't um, have your high school diploma, then, you know, I encourage you to get your GED because having that has power. And it's about being able to empower yourself. How are you going to empower yourself? Write that question down. How are you going to empower yourself? Not your children, not your family, not your best friend, not not none of these people, but you. How are you going to empower you? How are you going to get there? What are you going to do? And so you make a list, you make that list. And once you make that list, then you know what? One thing at a time. Nobody can eat a whole steak meal. You got steak, potatoes, and you have your vegetable. Nobody can take the plate and just open up your mouth and gobble it down. You'll choke. You will choke and you will die. Okay? So the the, the natural thing... Or the natural thing to do is to cut that steak up into small pieces. One bite at a time. And that's just how life is. One bite at a time. One thing at a time. You can't just take it all in. Because when you take it all in, what happens? You get overwhelmed. And it's like, I can't do it. I can't make it through. I can't. And all of these, I can'ts. But if you do it one If you do it one at a time, if you do it one at a time, I promise you, I can't promise you a lot, but I promise you this. If you take it one bite at a time, then you, you will be in such a a great place because once, once you put that steak in your mouth and you start chewing, guess what? And you swallow, 
you're ready for another bite. You put it in your mouth, you start chewing again. Guess what? You done chewed it up, you done swallowed. Now you're ready for some potatoes. You chew that up, you swallow it. Now you're ready for some broccoli. And it's all in how you, you know, everything, you know, you can't just eat it bland because if you eat it bland, it'll feel like you're choking. So that that means you have to, uh, it's some preparation that has to go into it. You have to prepare it. You have to season it. You have to saute it. You have to cut up your onions and cut up your peppers and cut up your mushrooms and prepare your sauce and prepare your... you. It takes a lot to to prepare a good meal. So think about your life. It takes a lot to 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 say, I'm going to go back to school. I am going to exercise. I am going to exercise uh, positive thinking. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. I am I. I am not ugly. I am beautiful. I am smart. I'm not as stupid as he says that I am. I am I am I am a, a student. You know, anything I touch prospers. Anything I say out of my mouth, I I can conquer. I am a conqueror. I can do it. And as long as you speak, you have to be in that place of speaking life to yourself. Again, let's go back self-care you have to speak sometimes it may be nobody else around to speak life into you but you have to speak life into yourself and you have to speak life into the things that you want you know and and once you do that you'll feel you'll feel empowered you'll feel your self-confidence coming back you'll feel you're breaking out of that mold that he put you in or that she put you in you'll feel yourself breaking out of that and when you break out of that guess what it's almost like you're a new person it's like oh i've been reborn but how did you get there you got there because of self-care you took care of yourself and and another way of taking care of ourselves is not allowing our thoughts to just kind of run away with us you know, you have to, you have to, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. No, no. You can't rehearse. You can't keep rehearsing what he said. You can't keep rehearsing what they said or what they think about you. You have to rehearse what you think about yourself. And you can't take on, you can't take on their projection. Because if you take on their projection, then you're going to live their projection. So you have to put yourself in a place to where, okay, I I have to, it's almost like a detox. When we detox ourselves, you know, that means that we're getting rid of all the toxins, all of the, the nasty things, the bacteria. We're getting rid of all of these things in our bodies. Well, that's just like our thinking. Sometimes we have to detox our thinking. We have to be careful what we watch on TV. We have to be careful what we listen to on the radio. We have to be careful what we allow our children to listen to because we need to detox ourselves. Because if we've been in a, in a highly toxic relationship, then we need to detox ourselves. Sometimes I call it unplugging 
unplugging from social media that means facebook that means twitter that means snapchat that means instagram all of the different uh social media platforms that are out there we have to really unplug we have to you know watch the news but not watch the news we have to just kind of detox ourselves because we've taken in so much negative so much negative to where now we have to detox from that and it's just like even our bodies you know you when you feel like your body is sluggish and you know your digestive system is off and your and and you're, you feel like oh i'm just so tired i don't have any energy i don't this i don't that. it's one thing after the next well you may need a detox You know, you may need to detox. Think about those things that you have taken in that have collected itself around your heart. Think about those things that have collected itself around your mind. And you have to detox those things. I want to talk again. You know, I'm talking about self-care. You know, taking care of yourself. That means exercising. That means eating right. That means being able to um, have the proper rest if you're not resting at night and and I'm not a doctor so I'm not prescribing anything and I don't prescribe anything but um, you need to seek out your physician and you need to talk to your doctor about um, you're not sleeping if you feel like you are um, so depressed or you have these feelings of depression that you need to talk to your doctor those are the things that you need to talk to your doctor about if you're having anxiety what are you having the anxiety about like what is going on you know self-care means that you are aware of what's going on with you when it's going on you know you're getting a headache why are you getting so many frequent headaches is it because you're not eating right is it because you're not drinking enough water is it because or is it because of the situation that you're in it's causing causing you to have so much stress that now you're you're having migraines every day think about those things be aware self-awareness is key you have to be aware of of what is going on in your body you have to be aware of what's going on around you and you know the next time i'll talk about being aware of what's going on with your children but today i want to talk about i want to focus more so on you you being healthy you keeping that healthy lifestyle you getting to a healthier place you getting to a place of where you know, a lot of people nowadays, you know, they're self-medicating, um, they're smoking marijuana, they're doing, you know, they're popping pills, they're doing uh, substance, they're just doing substance use. I'll, I'll put it in that form. A lot, a lot of people are um, resulting to uh, substance, substance use. And so you have to figure out why, why is that your go-to? You know, and a lot of people say, you know, well, when I smoke weed, I, it makes, it, it calms me. Why does it calm you? And for how long? Because that's only a, that's, I call that a temporary fix to a long-term problem. I'm going to say it again. That's a temporary fix to a long-term problem. And so you have to figure out what's going on with you now. The reason why you're doing what you're doing. 
why you're thinking what you're thinking. So, self-care. My name is Dolores Best. I am the trauma counselor for Darlington County. Thank you. Thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening to this podcast today. Um, If you need us, please reach out to us. Please give us a call. Don't hesitate. If you have questions, if you have questions about anything anybody has said today, feel free to reach out to us. Feel free to say, hey, you know what? I want to talk to that trauma counselor. I want to talk to that lady. You know, I want to hear what she has to say. And they'll give you my number and you can call me. And I, if I'm not in session, guess what? I'll answer. If I am in session, then what I need you to do is just leave me a detailed message, a clear detailed message of your name and your telephone number. And I'll call you back. I'll turn this back over to Pamela Prince, who is our uh, coordinator for Darlington County. We hope you have learned something today from all the information that's been shared. And again, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. And as Dolores, Charlotte and Sierra have said, you know, we're working together for the common good of all of our victims and families that we serve. We thank you so much for your patience. Thank you for joining in with us. And if you have any questions or concerns, please feel free to call us at PD Coalition in Hartsville at 383-843-383-0240. Or you can call our Darlington site at 843-383-5534. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. And remember, you could be the key to helping someone else who's in a terrible situation. So if it's not for yourself, do it for someone else. Keep our information handy. Spread the word with us as we try to end domestic violence one day and one step at a time. Be blessed.